last week, we heard about how it seems that this year there's so much more darkness in the world and how we are able to take that darkness that so often becomes an unholy darkness but we are able to turn it into a holy darkness and Father Josh was telling us how it seems that everywhere we turn nowadays all we hear in the news or anywhere is messages of doubt and messages of despair and of fear and and it's it's easy to fall into doubt despair and fear but that the best way to respond to doubt despair and fear is with their opposites faith hope and love and last week father josh spoke to us about the importance of faith and trust and how the best way to fight doubt is with faith and trust and how important it is to continually pray to the Lord to help us increase our faith to help us with our faith today we're gonna to speak about hope and I I think that's perfect because that's what Advent is all about Advent is a season of hope because because we're waiting you're when you're waiting for someone to come that's hope that's hoping in fact um, so, so often in in scriptures those two words depending on what translation you have those two words waiting and hoping are sometimes used interchangeably if you look at the at the end of Psalm 27 for example it says at the end wait for the Lord but a different translation might say hope for the Lord so waiting and hoping are the same thing and that's what Advent is about it's about waiting and it's about hoping and I think it's interesting that for half of the world Advent takes place during a time where there is more darkness and so it's hope in darkness holy darkness and I can't help but think that Jesus was born at night and so that's why it's a holy night and so all the readings that we hear during the time of Advent are always all about hope if you listen to the prophet Isaiah it's all about hope he's writing to the to the Jewish exiles in Babylon these people lost had lost everything they were people that were in despair and what's Isaiah doing he's giving them a message of hope the Messiah is coming your salvation is coming and he will come like a shepherd who feeds his flock and and carries the lambs in his arms hope that's a message of hope and if you think about it the whole New Testament the Gospels and and the epistles the whole New Testament was written during a time of great tribulation of great despair for the church because the early church was persecuted and so they're written as messages of hope 
You know, t today's second reading from the second letter of St. Peter was likely written during the persecution under the Emperor Nero, when so many Christians were killed. So it's written as a message of hope. Jesus Christ is going to return soon. So don't fall into despair. Don't lose hope. Because for God, a thousand years are like a day. And God will not be slow on his promise. Hope. That's a message of hope. And I, and I think we can, we can probably say that even John the Baptist is a messenger of hope. I think sometimes we think that, that John the Baptist was just angry all the time. Repent, repent, repent. But, but he couldn't have been angry all the time because Scripture tells us that crowds would come and hear him speak from all over the Judean countryside and all over Jerusalem. They came to hear him speak and, and, and to be baptized. So he must have been giving them something to give them hope. They, they were a people who were in despair, hoping and praying for an end to the Roman occupation of Israel. And John the Baptist is giving them a message of hope. The Messiah is coming. Our liberation is coming. Let's get ready, because he's coming. It's a message of hope. A message of hope. Hope? Hope is like a, like a flame. It's, it's, like, it's like lighting a candle in the darkness. The worst thing we can do to someone is take away their hope. You take away people's hope, you're extinguishing that flame, that light. That's what the Nazis did. They took away everything from people. They took away their possessions, their homes, their jobs. They took away their dignity. And they tried to take away their hope. But there's so many stories of, from Holocaust survivors. And they talk about how they were able to hang on to a little bit of hope. A little light of hope. There's a, there's a story of a, a woman who says that she remembers she was six years old when they were sent to the camps. And she remembers being in the train with her mother, packed into that cattle train with hundreds of other people, afraid, not knowing where they're going. And her mother said to her, never forget that they can never take away from you what's inside your mind. And she always remembered that. As when they arrived at the camp, her mother was one of the people that was marched right into the gas chambers. And this little girl always remembered that message. They cannot take away from me what's inside my mind. And she hung on to that. And that gave her hope. And she survived. Another Holocaust survivor talks about how she would, she was also a young girl in the camps, and she remembers how she would, she would make up little silly games for herself every day, like trying to find four pebbles that were exactly the same. Because she knew that if she could find four pebbles that were exactly the same, then that would mean that her family, the four people in her family, her parents, her sister, and herself, would survive. And that little game every day gave her hope. She hung on to that. And she survived. If you want people to live, you give them hope. 
some of you might uh, might know uh, there's a, a comic strip cartoon in the newspapers and I guess um, online now a comic strip Hagar the horrible you know he's the Viking Hagar um, and in, in one in one of the comic strips Hagar is speaking to a monk quite often he's speaking to this monk and Hagar's comp complaining about something or other I don't know what he was complaining about and the monk says to him Hagar you know it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness and Hagar thinks about that for a moment and then he says yeah but I prefer to curse the darkness and isn't that so true of all of us that it's just so much easier to complain and to curse the darkness it's so easy to fall into despair and then spread that despair everywhere we go because when you're in despair, you, you want to stay in despair. You want to paint your room black and listen to, you know, depressing music. But our, our mission as Christians, our job as Christians is to spread hope everywhere we go, to bring hope to people, to bring the hope of Jesus Christ to everyone. That's our job as Christians because Jesus Christ is the light of hope. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. No one else can bring Jesus Christ to the world except Christians. That's our mission, to bring hope, the hope of Jesus Christ, into the world in everything that we say and we do. Just yesterday I was listening to CBC Radio and they were, there was an interview with Sister Helen Prejean. She's the author of Dead Man Walking. She's a, a, a sister who has dedicated her whole life to the abolition of the death penalty in the United States. And she was being interviewed yesterday because next Thursday there's, gonna, there's an execution that is scheduled in Texas for a federal inmate. And Sister Helen was asked if she thought that there was still hope for this man. And she said, of course there's hope, because he's still alive. And whenever there is life, there is hope. Wherever there is life, there is hope. And I'm going to say that even when there is loss of life, there is still hope, because Jesus Christ is alive. And Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ is our advent. You know, we can live our lives responding to everything around us with doubt, despair, and fear. But what a world it would be if everything that we said and everything that we did was always motivated by faith, hope, and love. Why don't we make a point, especially during Advent this year, but maybe all the time from now on, to make an extra effort to always bring hope to everyone we meet, to our families at home, to our, our, our co-workers at work, 
our, our, our colleagues at school, our friends at school, everywhere we go, hope. And maybe you feel that you don't have any hope left, that you're so deep in your own despair that you don't have anything to give, then remember the words of the prophet Isaiah from the first reading today. God says to us, comfort, oh comfort my people. If you want to get out of your own despair, then go and give comfort to someone else. Go and give a little bit of comfort to someone else. Comfort someone else with hope. And bring that hope. Light those candles of hope everywhere we go. And maybe it's as easy as saying Merry Christmas when you're grocery shopping or at, uh, when you're out. Just say Merry Christmas. If you're doing shopping for Christmas, say Merry Christmas. If you're doing all your shopping online, you know, make sure you type in in the comments or in the, in the instructions or when you review the item that you bought, maybe you can type in Merry Christmas. Maybe if you decorate your house with lights that say peace, maybe this year your lights can say hope. Maybe this year we can be extra generous with the food bank. And as you prepare those parcels, put in a little note, a little message of hope in there. Phone someone. Send someone an email. Send someone a text message. Hey, I've been thinking about you. I hope that you're okay. Let's be messengers of hope in everything that we say and we do. Lighting candles of hope. And you'll see how easy it is to turn that darkness into a holy darkness to turn that night into a holy night.